Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment uh, to keep my sanity And the wisdom rushing in So much Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. Today is a very exciting episode. We have a guest on the podcast today. Um, I am joined by Micah Cook, who I recently discovered on TikTok, and I was like, I need to get him on my podcast. So Micah said yes, and here he is. So Micah, um, go ahead and say hi to everyone. Um, kind of introduce yourself and kind of tell everyone who you are and what you do. Well, hello, everyone. And hi, Cassie. Thank you so much for having me. This is, I saw you reach out and I was like, oh my gosh, this means so much. I love it. I've seen your content for years and I'm like, great, perfect. Um, so my name is Micah. I am a full-time high-end destination wedding photographer based here in the States. I live in North Carolina um, and kind of grew and started my business on the East Coast. But I have since then transitioned to shooting destinations worldwide being able to travel and about 90 percent of my work is kind of all over the place so okay. it has been the most incredible career um as i was mentioning to you cassie i am a huge extrovert so my job is just getting to know people exploring new places i have a huge sense of fomo so i'm like i can't miss out on any opportunity that comes my way yeah um so that's just kind of a little bit about me and i just absolutely love chasing the natural when it comes with my work and one of my big passions recently has been the whole marketing aspect and social media and utilizing that. And mm-hmm. yeah, cool. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. So that's actually what we're going to be talking a lot about today is like how you market, how you do social media. Cause I think it's just very interesting hearing it from other perspectives and also like it's working for you. So I just kind of want to like pick your brain on that. Yeah, um, it's working for you too. Oh my gosh. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, I would love before we jump into that to hear a little bit more about like, I guess like I wasn't planning on asking you this, but I'm interested to hear about like kind of how you got into destinations and like kind of how that got started. But also like maybe if you have like a few tips for anyone that wants to get started in destination photography, that's not going to be our main topic, but I'm just I'm just interested. Yes, no, of course. And I think um, with some of kind of that topic, I'll kind of overview it with this is post and kind of reach after what you're looking to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll obviously touch on a lot of that later and I'm sure it kind of comes up in every little subject, but destination wasn't even on my mind when I first started. My first initial thought was, oh, I want to do weddings. But if you don't have a portfolio, you can't do weddings. You can't do weddings if you don't have a portfolio. It's like an endless circle. So once you finally break that circle, you do it right. It's just an escalating journey and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that, it really just starts with maybe occasionally someone like, oh, you know, I know you from back home, but actually we're getting married in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole destination aspect is a lot of people think destination is solely Europe, solely Hawaii, like all that. Mm-hmm. No, destination is when you are going out of your 
state out of your town literally to go do a wedding or they're getting married elsewhere and there's still a lot of photographers that only shoot local and only shoot local to where they are um so it is still kind of like a little bit of a specialty and it's fun but kind of aiming for what you want to shoot i remember doing my first little content retreat and it was with a friend from college who was starting it it was her very first one and since they've blown up but it was out in arizona and i'm like oh that's so fun. Let's take advantage of this and go out and do Arizona. I did that. I came home and I started posting those photos. I started tagging everyone. I was, you know, putting the little publications, everything from it. And next thing I know, I just started getting Arizona inquiries and people reaching out like, Oh, Hey, I see that you travel. Um, and then from there, it just kind of escalates until the point where people are like, Oh, we're getting married in Bali. You know, (laughs) it just really anywhere in the world, it kind of, kind of can happen. So yeah it's true I feel like also if you just travel in general like maybe you're not traveling for a shoot but if you just show that you're traveling Mm -hmm. like I do feel like that kind of puts it in people's minds that like you are able to travel to them Um, I always tell my mentors on my mentor calls that people don't know that you travel unless you tell them and you have to be a broken record about it so like posting your travel schedule like Mm-hmm. every week and updating it and just like getting it in people's mind that you travel. Like, I just feel like that is so huge for actually booking them. Like you just yeah. have to put it out there. And I know we'll touch on social media, but something that's like very fun is I've gotten to the place. And just to say this, to hopefully get people excited about this one day is like, I've gotten to the place where I have people there like, Micah, I'm waiting for you to say you'll be in this location because then wow. I will post like, Hey, look, I'm taking a vacation to Miami where my in-laws live. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll be there for a week and then I'll have five, six people reach out and be like, great. We've been waiting for this moment. We've been waiting for you to be down here for a shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been able to do that with New York, Chicago, kind of all over the place. So it's really fun kind of getting to that. Mm -hmm. And something that I was just thinking about your social media and the reason that I actually wanted you on the podcast is because your social media is not like the typical um social media that a photographer that like grows big does so like you're not like photographer focused you still stay within that realm of like focusing on clients and like creating videos that are going to help you book more weddings and more clients um and it's very interesting to see that your accounts have grown just with that content and it it goes to show that like you literally you don't have to start posting your photography tips and all this different stuff to get followers like you can literally just be an interesting account that is mm-hmm. talking about photography and like you yeah. can still grow your socials and market that. Um, do, do you kind of like it what I'm saying with that? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think it kind of comes from like, what perspective are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to solely book your schedule and solely trying to build your portfolio mm-hmm. or are you trying to, go in a specific direction, find your niche of weddings and like specifically trying to cater your business to someone. Because Mm -hmm. I think at that point, we've all been in that position where like starting out, you just want to build your portfolio. You take any, you take anything and kind of everything you can get. Um, And obviously that's where we learn. That's where we make mistakes. That's where we grow from that. And one wedding that might fit my style is not going to fit someone else's and vice versa, right? It's not just about the couple finding the best photographer it's also about a photographer finding a couple that will just ideally just mesh Mm -hmm. so it kind of is what I found so neat about posting content that reflects like hey these are cool ideas for your wedding like talking to the couple versus talking to just photographers is that 
you're showing your experience and with that you are catering towards what their wants and needs are Mm -hmm. and therefore posting what you're going to find interesting what you want to grow in that's going to attract them to you right yeah because at the beginning of my social media I was doing a lot of like oh I was doing a lot of humor I'm doing I was doing a lot of like growth as a photographer which is still important and still very fun and interactive Mm -hmm. right but I was able to kind of take that shift and start turning it into you know what these are the weddings I want to cater and like with my experience in the industry I can share all these tips right like I'm sure you and I have both seen the good and the bad when it comes to weddings we've seen what works and what doesn't work right Mm -hmm. and so taking that and being able to shift that to a couple's perspective, they're like, oh, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that vibe fits exactly what I'm looking for. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's really what yeah. I've learned from that whole yeah. whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't really a question. It was more like, oh, I was just, just, kind of, just chatting. Yeah, I was just kind of acknowledging your social media. Um, okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into um, our first topic. So marketing and booking your ideal client. So I wanted to ask you about your experience with marketing and using social media and how it's affected your bookings and maybe just like give us a few examples of like like videos that have blown up or just like different things that you've noticed that work really well for you absolutely and if you don't mind I'm gonna give just like a second of background to this because it has shifted a lot um I first really started with social media like kind of taking off and popping off with it um very late 2020 early 2021 and that was with like Instagram reels And so my goal behind that was like education and, and humor that was solely like self-deprivating almost to the sense of like, Hey, look, I have to make fun of myself kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really, it was just getting me traction. I was getting to know different photographers at that time. The app, um, clubhouse came out, which is how I met. I can't even tell you how many photographers it literally just took a dive and now it's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, I just did that. And I really did not want to get into TikTok as it was blowing up. Um, but I decided to a little bit less than a year ago. And it just growth kind of almost exponentially. Um, so there are very, there are a lot of differences in the platform you use in what kind of content does well. Mm-hmm. I think my biggest thing is understanding and honestly prioritizing not going viral because of that's your intention you are A, going to be disappointed and you are B, not going to be able to fulfill the needs of your couples and photographers and all sorts of stuff that are like trying to pay attention to you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has been a really cool journey and it's honestly become a passion. I've had a lot of fun doing it, which I know does not make sense to a lot of people that hate recording themselves. Like it takes time. It really does. Mm-hmm. But with that, I've been able to record and even like find different passions I've had within the wedding industry that I didn't know I would have mm-hmm. before I started recording. So just to kind of give a couple examples and like, an ex- like a success story, for instance, um, <clears throat> I, a few months back, I was like, you know what, I'm really going to share venues I want to work at in, in like just around the world in 2024. And by no means do I want to credit myself and say I was the first one to do it, but I had not seen that I was aiming to do that. And I posted about 10 venues. I literally just downloaded photos from Pinterest. And in the bottom corner on it, I said, not my photos, right? Because I'm not not trying to take no one else's credit. Um, But I just posted those, literally the location. That was it. To music. And it blew up. I mean, it it, it got 100, 200,000 something views. And but it was the likes and the saves and the forwards that really sent it. 
and three of the like eight or nine venues on there I ended up getting inquiries for which were big name venues big name places Mm -hmm. um kind of big budget places as well so from there and, and of course, having an inquiry come in is a success, not necessarily just booking it, right? Because mm-hmm. of those three, one of them's booked, but the other two, I don't know, we're still in the process, but at the end of it, it's really just kind of getting that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is I literally am currently, I had to flip my phone over because it's currently blowing up from a video I posted yesterday morning about previews of a wedding I just did this past Friday. And beautiful previews and I'm just kind of going and explaining why I love these photos which ones I sent and just the encouragement and people that are like commenting oh okay I didn't know I needed you booked for my wedding but okay you're you're set sort of thing um it's just been crazy to see the people that it reach out it kind of reaches out to Mm -hmm. and some of the support and kind of encouragement that comes from it yeah um so it it's not just been about the content putting out it's also been the interaction with people and I know Mm -hmm. there's a couple other questions that really like dive into this yeah but for instance Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I guess I was just maybe wanting to transition into the next question, which was just about your favorite strategies, which it kind of sounds like you're getting into that, but just like your favorite social media marketing strategies for photographers, because you you are basically doing these things and they're working really well. So like, what are what are some of your favorites? Yes. Um, so I, what I was about to say kind of relates to a few other things. So I'll kind of circle back to that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to that, I just love very interactive content, right? Yes. Not all of social media is making content. Um, what I was going to say is that like a lot of social media is just interaction. Um, I think people have this mindset of, okay, it's only about consistency. But then when consistency fails, there's nothing else to rely on. It's not necessarily about the consistency, right? Mm-hmm. But it is about the interaction that you were going to have with couples. So for instance, posting content, I like to think of myself, first of all, what are things I believe in and things that I specifically want to share? But then also what are things that people are going to agree in and want to share as well, right? Because when they hit that share button, it's just put in front of thousands of more people you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so really going into marketing, I try to think of, okay, what are what are tips and tricks for either couples clients or photographers because you can kind of go all over that's going to be like you know what I needed to know this or I did not think of it this way that's good to know let me follow save like etc um I don't want to think of it as a business transaction because it's very easy to think of everything kind of from a business perspective as a photographer we're dealing with numbers we're dealing with dates we're you know Mm -hmm. honestly we're business majors not photography and art majors if you like to think of it that way Mm -hmm. so I don't want to think of marketing as like all quantitative and business-wise, but there's so much strategy that does go into it to successfully market yourself. Um, One thing I'll see is I will come across a video, um, for instance, of someone I engage with, something I've, someone I follow, and it's just, it is a three, four, five minute long video, just no transitions, no nothing, sitting down talking. And unless you have a very good story or you are somehow very interactive with that, or it's something that's like, it's going to, trigger people immediately right Mm -hmm. it's not going to go anywhere yeah but doing the like face turns moving around kind of having some action built in adding text um again this just is when it comes to just solely doing reels and tiktoks Mm -hmm. typically engagement picks up incredibly um Mm -hmm. and helps kind of get your point across Mm -hmm. yeah i've actually noticed that the longer videos are like performing better lately 
Um, but I feel like as photographers, it can be really hard to make a longer video. So I like your idea of just like talking through previews or just like just like showing your face and using your voice to mm -hmm. explain your process. I feel like a lot of photographers get kind of caught up in like the sale of it. Like here's my, op like they'll literally post a reel. It's like, here's my openings for 2023. And it's mm -hmm. like, that's not the content that you should be posting on reels and TikToks. Like if a new person is discovering your brand, they don't care about, like they literally do not care about that. So you kind of have to, create this content that's like interactive, but like it's gonna appeal to like a larger larger audience. Absolutely. Um, kind of keep like stories content and reels and TikTok content separate with the exception mm -hmm. of videos. I've been noticing on TikTok that like the story type of videos where like something you would record and post to Instagram stories is now what I'm seeing on TikTok as well. Mm -hmm. And creators will post three to five videos a day of like this story type of content. Yeah. It's almost all original audios at this point too. I I barely see trending audios. I actually was talking to someone yesterday. I cannot find a trending audio. Like I went on my For You page for 30 minutes and there was not an audio to be found that wasn't original. So that's something was, to keep in mind too. Yeah, I was going to touch on that because I think one of my other strategies and something that really got me going in the first place and that I kind of carry through now is that I, I mean... I have FOMO, so I don't want to miss out on things. But at the same time, I also hate bandwagon kind of ideas. Mm -hmm. So even if there is a trending sound, maybe one in every like 100 times I did a video to a trending sound, it would be what the actual trend is. Yeah. And that was just because it was something I was like, okay, this actually has some good potential to it, right? Mm -hmm. All the other opportunities, I would take that sound and do something completely different with it, mm -hmm. or I would switch it to something that was like I was stating something so unique about myself and my work mm -hmm. that it was captivating to everyone that watched it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like I see a lot of people trying to just push, 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 like, oh, seven seconds to this sound will make you go viral. I'm like, no, stop. Yeah. Find something <laughs> different or use this sound because it is going viral and mm -hmm. make a trend out of it, right? Yes. Yeah. The only part of a trend you want to be on is if you're beginning it. Mm -hmm. no it's so true yeah it's yeah that that literally hits home so much because like I feel like <laughs> I've, I've tried with trending audios but like you either have to hit it at the right time or or you just have to make your idea unique like I think the best comments are like oh I really like how you use this sound for your video yeah. like that that's kind of like what you want to happen from your trending audio you don't want it to be like oh I've seen this a million times it's so skippable I don't care exactly um, so let's talk about how you market to your ideal clients. Um, kind of walk me through, like, literally, how do you market to the people that you want to book with you? Like, not just, like, you're marketing to, like, general audience, but, like, you're specifically targeting people. So how do you do that? Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, this is something I know you believe, but every person's wedding is going to be their own dream wedding, of course. So like when speaking of an ideal client, it's not that, oh, you're sorry, you don't fit my style or anything. It is solely that as a business owner, as a photographer, there are directions we want to be able to take our business. And for instance, whether it is a specific floral decoration you, you want to photograph or if it is a specific location, right? So when we talk about ideal client, I just like clarifying mm -hmm. for everyone that doesn't think this way that I'm like, it's not that there's couples that don't fit our standards. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting that on you at all. I just oh, understand yeah. that there are people that use that term to be like, sorry, you don't reach what I'm looking at. Yes. Um, but with that, no, there are com 
honestly, there's so many things I would just love to photograph when it comes to weddings. Um, for instance, my big kind of push for now has been I'm looking for a lot of the bigger florals, the bigger budgets, like people that have an, want to pay attention to detail and mm-hmm. people are putting their finances into that detail. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't encourage you going into debt over your wedding, but there are a lot of couples that just are able to provide and, and do such a large kind of grand wedding. And that is sort of the area and direction I'm, able, I'm aiming for. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to that, for instance, as I mentioned earlier, I love just making my content that reflects around those details I want to see in weddings. Um, it is perfectly okay. As you, as people make inspo boards, as people make Pinterest boards, as people do all that, it is perfectly okay to use someone else's photos as your inspiration, as long as you are not crediting yourself. Mm -hmm. So, so much of my content is me over a green screen or me over a photo that I snagged off Pinterest, um, explicitly crediting the photographer if it's given or just saying it's not my photo and -hmm. saying, this is why I love this idea. This is why I want to photograph this idea. And essentially people that are just relating to that content are going to start kind of flocking in. And I've seen it happen over and over and it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we really are, I think we really lost trends in 2022. And really, I think the only trend when it comes to a wedding now is just being unique, um, which is an answer to prayer because (laughs) I'm, I just want to see that unique. I want to see that color. I want to see something that's like just all the crazy fun dresses that are out now and everything and all the designers. Like I love paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. Um, so really marketing in that direction, post the content that you want to see. Now, when it comes to your own content that you're posting on, say, Instagram, right? Instagram has really become nothing more than a portfolio, right? So my website's been under construction for almost a year now. Ideally, (laughs) we're reaching the end of it. But I just have to refer people to my Instagram because that is literally my portfolio. Mm -hmm. And right now, I'm so happy. It's not that I'm ever unhappy with how it looks because at some point you, you get to kind of help grow out of that little kind of comparison game and everything Mm -hmm. but there are ways that you can make your grid look where you're like you know what this is the content I want to be photographing more of Mm -hmm. right and right now there's so much color and detail in it that I'm like when I go to all my weddings I'm going to be focusing on a lot more detail shots now to be able to include that in my content and with that because some of these bigger weddings are really looking for the detail that's in it and not just the cute couple photos does that make sense Mm -hmm. it's kind of weird to be like oh Couples that are getting married want like more detailed photos than they do couple photos. But so many people are just going for the candid, like capture the day, capture the moment mm-hmm. that what they want to see are the detail photos. Yes. Um, so since detail is something I'm very like a heavy way kind of on what I'm looking for in weddings, I want to post a lot more of that detail. And with that, I've literally, I will say this, 2024 has been a little, little slower booking, which I've been perfectly okay with, mm-hmm. but everyone that has come through have been couples that have said, Micah, this is the idea you pitched that I'm obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're doing. Like I have a wedding on the coast of North Carolina. They don't want to do a bridal party. They literally are talking about going surfing in their wedding attire afterwards. They want colors galore, flowers, all sorts of stuff. Right. And that's because that was some of the fun kind of crazy content I was pitching. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of my way of marketing in the direction you want to go, I would say a couple other things are just honesty and transparency. Mm-hmm. Several times I've literally one video I pitched has been my package. Um, 
the cost and everything that's included and why I include what I include. Mm-hmm. And several times those videos have taken off and brought me countless inquiries, right? Yeah. Not saying they always work, but with that honesty and transparency or something people are going to be wanting to look for. Mm-hmm. And I think the last thing I'd say is like, share your experiences. Now, never talk bad about a wedding, never talk down on someone's wedding idea, mm-hmm. but share your experiences and share your education from a wedding professional. Um, yeah. Because your clients are going to want you to be a part of that, right? They don't, mm-hmm. a lot of people want to look just for your photos, but tell them that you are more than that. And I guess we kind of talk about this because I know you want to talk about value and stuff like that later. But that's, those are just some things that I try to imply to kind of reach out to those couples whose weddings I'm really trying to serve and couples I'm really trying to serve in the coming years. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it makes so much sense. I really like what you said about like the content you're posting is like a, almost like a sales pitch, but not in like a way that feels salesy. Um, yeah. Like you're pitching yourself, but you're not directly pitching yourself. Like by you explaining your packages, you're not saying book with me because honestly, if you say book with me, like you never know who's watching your video. Like that doesn't really show like you, you're not really, that, that shows fill my schedule. It shows like fill my schedule. Literally. It's not, it's not like, uh, like let's connect and like, let's make sure we're both a good fit. It's literally like saying I'm a good yeah. fit for everyone book with me. Um, so I like that you're kind of pitching yourself because the way that you pitch yourself is going to hit the right people. Um, and like the people that you want to be booking, like it's going to hit them. Um, so I really like that idea and it's actually, it's got my wheels turning. Cause now I'm like, <laughs> I love it. I'm like thinking of all these video ideas. Um, yeah, I, I think literally, that's, it's kind of a funny routine, but in the morning I'll get up, I'll go downstairs and I'll do my like quiet time devotion. I'll have coffee. I'll come upstairs in the shower and like, it's weird, but like while I shower, it's when I think about my day and I think about how I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's always where I'm like, okay, what ideas do I want to pitch today? Like what social media do I want to do? And then I come out like refreshed, ready, and I stand yeah. in front of the window and I just start like, well, okay, I change. And then I start recording and I'm like, mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of my little fresh to the day. But yeah. my wheels are always turning in the morning. I'm like, hmm, what do I want to put out today? What do, what do I think is going to like do well and kind of hit on people's like feelings a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that a lot. There's there's something so refreshing about having a routine. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually just got back from like a couple week long road trip and that's what I missed so much was like the routine of like being able to create content and like just like I just like that part of it where it's like you know at nine o'clock I do this at 11 I do this you know and so I think it's helpful for businesses and just like for people like just as a person to have like these little things that help you spark creativity so for you it's the shower you know, like it's like yep. that shower is going to It's like you my going. 1% of introvertedness is like at the shower <laughs> and I just get to think and I'm like. <laughs> Your time to be an introvert is in Exactly, yes. exactly. <laughs> all right. That's, uh, yeah. So all of that, that was great. Um, I actually wanted to ask you from like, okay, you market to people, they reach mm-hmm. out, they inquire. Um, I guess like, what do you do after someone reaches out to you, um, to take that inquiry to booking? Like, how does that kind of work for you? Exactly. Um, I'm, I think this is such a, everyone goes through the period of being ghosted at one point or another. A lot of people window shop. I mean, I had someone from the not call me the other day asking if they can have me back, if if, what, what, what they could do to have me back. Mm -hmm. And I essentially was just like, I appreciate your call. I'm sorry. I was kind of done not getting anything after inquiries. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's not to call them out. And other people could have great success there. Yeah. But with this, and I know this is kind of what we're going to touch on a little bit with being like value and service and personable, but like my job is to be as personable as possible. Mm-hmm. I have to understand um, that the inquiries that come in are not mine. They're not weddings I have until pen to paper deposit down, right? Yeah. Because too often do you get your hopes up, you get excited and it's okay to be excited. You need to be excited for your couples. You need to be excited for the opportunities, right? But like as a Christian, I'm like, okay, the Lord is going to bring me the ones he wants me to have. If not, perfectly fine. Everything will be great. Mm-hmm. But with this t- bringing in an inquiry, I do things a little differently. I know people that the second they receive an inquiry, which comes through my email, they immediately send back a whole pamphlet of like, oh, look through my work, look through this. And again, that works perfectly for people. For me, I wanted to do it differently. And even if I don't get back to them for like a day or two, I want to get back with a personable email responding to the content or to to the questions they answered and what they answered, Mm -hmm. right? So I will find, ideally, if they connect enough and they like fill out all the questions and stuff like that, ideally, there's a thing or two in there I can connect with, I can touch on just to kind of emphasize on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll bring this up in a little bit, but I'm like, don't be fake, be real. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to be real, then maybe it's just not the couple for you. Yeah. But with this, I'm like, I love touching base on something and then getting back with a personal email. And in that personal email, I straight up tell them price. I straight up tell them things that are included. And I end it with when's a great time to, or like, I, I love talking. Let's set up time to call. When's a great time to chat, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and I end it with that literally on a note where they kind of have to answer like, oh, actually this aligns with what we want. This is perfect. Yeah. Let's talk on Thursday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, from the inquiry to the booking, it is just being as personable as possible from a realistic perspective. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, I am more than happy offering, I don't want to say discounts, right? But working with people that are going to fit the style of wedding and the couple that I am looking to serve, right? Yeah. People that are passionate about my work, right? I, I would so much rather hear from someone say, Michael, we appreciate everything. Unfortunately, we're just, it's not there quite in the budget yet. If anything changes, we'll let you know. I've had several instances where I'm like, you know what? Actually, I have some wiggle room or there's things I can move around for you. Let's see. But it's because they were honest and they also cared for me, if that makes sense. It wasn't just a transaction. Right. Um, So really, then it's up to them. But all you can do leading up to it is be as personable as possible. Be honest, give, be transparent about everything, right? Don't hide costs, don't hide things that aren't included, all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And just relate to them on what you can. And one thing I do is I tell them I'm there to be more than just a photographer. My job is to run the day with your coordinator. And my job is to help you up until your wedding with any ideas, questions you may have, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a service you have to offer. That's not a thing you have to do, right? I just want to use my experience. I want to use my understanding of the wedding industry to be able to assist them with that and that's something extra I like to do for my couples yeah um but these are just kind of all these personable little things that they recognize they see and it just adds to the value of your package so really just do what you can to add value to what you're offering Mm -hmm. and then the rest is their decision the rest is you know what it's going to be yeah sometimes I feel like like once someone inquires like the work is almost done like for me, in my head, it's like I put my pricing, you know, it's all over my website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I very clearly am communicating on my website, like my style, like 
and I, that's all over my Instagram and my TikTok too. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you're reaching out and inquiring, most of the work is done. You already feel like you know me. You already like know my work and my pricing. So it's like at that point, I am just like exactly gi- giving you the opportunity to book if I feel like we're a good fit. And like, yeah, I'm like personal, like adding value and stuff. But I do feel like sometimes it's like, like I don't feel like I need to hop on calls and convince people to work with me. Um, I would exactly. rather have all of that be done passively through my social media and like through my website where all of that weeds out people. So they're, they're not, they don't need convincing to work with me. It's like literally they're basically convinced already that they want to work yeah. with me if they're filling well, out the inquiry form. I, th- I think one thing that's so important is, are you trying to sell your package or your coverage or are you trying to sell yourself? And part of that is because I want people to come after my work because they want me to photograph it. Right. Mm-hmm. I want them to, like my work. I want them, you know, that that's really the big draw for it. But then I want them to get to know me and I want them to understand, okay, Micah is here to, Cassidy is here to be more than a photographer, help me plan stuff. Are they, they're here to really be part of my day and not just provide me photos. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that, I'm like, this is why I'm here to help. This is why I want to be a part of your day and be a part of your event. Mm -hmm. Right. Not just, oh, I can give you 800 photos. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's go into talking about value Mm -hmm. then, because I just feel like we're beating the bush around value. Let's just talk. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So um, I guess kind of like start off by telling us why value is important, like why you need to communicate it. Like, why is that something that's a part of your process? Absolutely. So I I I know from a lot of people that the feeling and the thought is that there are just such a huge saturation of photographers um, in the U.S. Well, I mean, globally, but especially in the U.S., especially in certain parts. Mm-hmm. And while I agree, there are new photographers literally every day. Um, there, there's so many ranges of what style and of, of wedding there is, what budget of wedding there is. There's such style and change of family photos. Are you doing couple photos? Are you doing just proposal and engagement, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. So with that, you in the industry, you want it to be um, uh, wait, what is it? Community over competition. There yeah. we go. You want to be community <laughs> over competition. At the same time, while I'm not going to be specifically competing with someone, I can have a couple that reaches out to me and three other photographers with either similar pricing, similar work ethic, similar style of editing, right? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do to sell myself over those other three, right? It's not competition in the sense of you three are going down. It's competition over the, this is my business and I want to be able to provide the best for this couple. So that's really where value steps in, right? Because when you are surrounded in such a, such a saturated market, what's going to push you further than everyone else is emphasizing your value and showing your couples what you're going to get. Now that does not mean, value does not necessarily just translate to the more you add to your coverage or the more you add to your package, right? The value is also your personality that goes into it and everything because at the end of the day you don't want to dry yourself out doing this you don't want to put yourself through the ringer and because i i'm not going to say to be a photographer you've had to go through burnout but every photographer at one point or another will push themselves to a point they go through burnout mm-hmm. i like to think and when i did it not fun feeling i never experienced never going back there i've learned how to maneuver and to pace myself mm-hmm but you don't want to burn out, right? People think adding value is just adding more to the package. Like, okay, great. Now you get drone coverage. Okay, great. Now you get 10 hours of whatever. That's not value. Mm -hmm. Value is going to be putting yourself behind your work, putting your passion into it. One of the big compliments I get from people is like, 
this video I mentioned earlier that's going well with the previews I posted. Yeah. Some of these comments are just saying, people I don't know, people that don't even follow me, just be like, I can tell your passion behind these photos. And literally, first of all, that makes my heart melt. But second of all, it means that my value is being shown through these photos, Mm -hmm. right? I am there to, so a few things that I do is like, I want my couples to understand I am there to assist them, right? They have my time. They have my effort. They're not just a couple or a client I get to serve in four or five months. They're a couple I get to serve now with assistance because I have that understanding, that education, everything to help them have a smooth, beautiful, perfect day. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it comes to really communicating that value, it is going to be how personal how personable and responsive are you going to be to your couples? Mm-hmm. Now, as far as response, honestly, I can suck at that. Before I got a new phone, I had like 1,700 unread text messages and it drives people insane. Oh my gosh. No, I know. In emails are just whatever. I stay on work emails, but all my like spam emails, just like it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's a lot about like, what's your response? How personal are you going to be? How honest mm-hmm. are you going to be? And it's also the understanding that they might find someone who to them is going to value one area a little bit more than you. And you have yeah. to learn that's okay because you cannot change your value. You cannot change your coverage to fit someone else's, right? And that's mm-hmm. going to be really step one in your whole comparison, in your whole, what, what's it called? The comparison, um, it's, uh, shoot, uh, imposter syndrome. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know where you're going. "Ah." (laughs) Um, It's really kind of step one in that is not changing who you are and changing your value behind your work Mm -hmm. uh, because that's really what's going to end up selling you and that's what's going to help you grow and that's what's going to help build you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the last thing I'd say is that from that, you can learn to change where, what you value and you can learn to change how you value it and what you offer to your couples. Right. It's not that you're Mm -hmm. stuck in your ways. You grow and you learn. Yeah. Um, but that's my thoughts. Yeah. I, I spoke at this workshop once. Um, and the person that spoke after me gave a really amazing like presentation on value. Mm -hmm. And I like, I learned so much. And my biggest takeaway was learning that value does not equal adding on more to a package. Yes. Um, value is literally just what the your couple or what your client prioritizes and you have to identify what they prioritize and like present that to them but you also have to prioritize it as well so for you Micah like it it sounds like you value like the personal connection um you know like that is your thing is like being personal with people um Mm. for someone else maybe they really value someone that's really, really experienced and like is just like a wedding pro. So that's going to be like someone maybe that's taken like courses or, you know, like has shot a bunch. Um, So there are different ways that you can add value, like drone footage for some people that actually might be like a valuable thing for them. Yeah. Um, So you, you have to identify like, okay, what are the things that I value in my services. Um, you know, maybe it's like my ability to take great candid photos or exactly, um, you know, whatever it is. And then that's kind of what you're presenting to your couples and your clients. And if they also value that, then they're going to like, they're going to see eye to eye with you. And those are going to be the people that you want to book. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like a very, interesting. No, that's a great point. That's a great point because people are going to value different things. Some people mm-hmm. might go after someone who's going to be Oh, whose who's position is a lot more personal and a lot more like, you're getting me, yeah. right? And there's there's other people going to be like, I'm really going to value the style of work that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So no, I think that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So for someone that like literally is listening to this and they're like, okay, cool. I understand all of this, but I don't, I don't know how to figure out what my value is. You know, what would you recommend to that person? Who's literally like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I think honestly, a lot of that, and and this cannot be the case. A lot of that for me was starting out and not having consistency in work, still Mm -hmm. trying to book, still trying to find clients. Right. Um, and I think that's really the biggest starting point of kind of trying to find your value and trying to find your style and everything. Mm-hmm. First of all, put yourself into your work. And what I mean by that is just like be able to express that. One thing I'll encourage people to do is a lot of people say, no, don't do free shoots. Don't offer your services for free, whatever. Personally, and you can disagree, I think offering your services for free is a great way to build your portfolio when it is specifically designed to be what you're looking for. That makes yeah. sense, right? Mm-hmm. So whether you're like, okay, I'm really trying to get into the field of weddings or in the field of elopements or something like that. Design one, attend a little styled shoot, right? Because through that, as you build your portfolio, you'll you'll learn to recognize what you value and what you don't. So I think a lot of that comes with building your portfolio. Feel free to reach out to previous clients. Ask, hey, what are things that, you know, be open to a little criticism. Ask, ask, what are things that went very well? What are things that maybe you wish changed or maybe not wish to change, but things I can improve on something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, so you can do that in different ways, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. learn from your experiences, right? Yeah. Be able to take those experiences you walked away with and be like, okay, I wish this was done differently. Or like, oh, I should have put a little bit more of my time and effort into this. Um, Or, or even, I think one thing that's important is not just trying to get all the photos, but understanding how your couple clients or, you know, working with an individual, how, how they are doing with the photos, right? Mm -hmm. On a wedding day, there's some couples I can recognize, okay, we've been doing this for two hours, not two hours, honestly, but like an hour. (laughs) They're having so much fun. They're loving this. And I've also worked with couples. I'm like, okay, after 20 minutes, I can tell that they're like, they want to be done with photos. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not that I'm doing a bad job with photos. That is that personality is different. And that might not just be where their heart is and they want more of that candid, right? So be able to understand where your couples are, understand how can you like read them and be able to kind of value what they value there. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the word value like 700 times, (laughs) but that's, that's just a little bit, kind of look at some of your previous experiences as you move forward, understand what are the things that you might want to spend more time doing on a wedding day or during, during a shoot, um, find ways to be creative. I think being creative is one of the best ways to do this because you're like, my mindset has changed over the past year when it comes to a lot of photos, right? Mm -hmm. Of learning how to go from a lot of these poses and prompts and work with so much more that's candid. And that is something I have learned to value because that's something I found attractive. I'm like, oh, I want to go in that direction, right? So don't be afraid to try that out, implement that in your work because you'll be able to learn and understand, oh, wait, this is the direction I want to go in. Oh, this is much easier. This is something I want to add to my work and my portfolio. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. I feel like maybe of all yeah. of them, that one I was kind of less prepared for, but. <laughs> That's okay. That No, that was good. I I almost feel like if you just don't even know where to start, like like you said, I feel like you just need to value your photos first and foremost. Like mm-hmm. just work on the literal technical part of it which is like being a photographer and then like maybe prioritize like just whatever you feel like your strong suit is like for me I was finding early on that my strong suit was like teaching people and kind of being like a like a presence or personality on social media 
Um, so that's kind of where I, you know, took my business. And like a lot of people that book with me are, you know, they they value that. They value, you know, mm-hmm. like the the fun social media. Like truly, there there are some people who care about, oh, my photographer has cool social media, or other people that just don't care about that. They don't even have social media. Exactly. Um, so I feel like it's just kind of like focusing on the photos first and maybe like one or two strong suits to figure out like, okay, this is my value right now. And that's what I'm going to, you know, pitch to potential. Clients. Exactly. And I think, I honestly think that's honestly the best point is having to find value in your photos first, mm-hmm. because if you can't value yourself, if you can't have that respect for yourself, you're not going to be able to know how to serve others and respect others in, yeah. in the same way with your work. Yeah. Um, no, that was great. Yeah, literally. Thank you. Well, <laughs> um, I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. Ooh, I love it. That was so, so fun. Good. Um, I would love for you to kind of just give everyone the tea on like what new things you have coming up in your business. If you have anything fun and exciting coming up, you got anything fun to share yeah. with us? <laughs> um, I do. I, one of the venues, dream venues that I actually have booked is mm-hmm. kind of last minute and it's for this May. Um, and I can't give out too much exciting news, at least recorded right now. Mm-hmm. But if you want to follow along, please follow along because this wedding is going to be stunning. Um, okay. And honestly, a few minutes before we hopped on this call, I had one of my favorite dream celebrity planners, wedding planners, follow me back on social media. <gasps> and so I wow. kind of lost my cool. And I was yeah. like, I'm not going to be able to focus. Oh, my um, gosh. I would freak so, out. Yes, it was it was very exciting. I couldn't breathe for a minute. Um, <laughs> so that being said, I don't know if anything's coming from it, but you know, it's those little pieces of encouragement that just like yeah. kick you overboard. Oh yeah, so, for sure. Okay. Well, yeah. A follow. I feel like a follow means a lot. You know. Yes. Was it on Instagram or TikTok? It was on Instagram. Okay. And they have they have a hundred k, and they only, they follow like. I, I hate ratios, so I, I honestly should not be saying this, but like they have like they follow two thousand people, just meaning like kind of particular and it's like connection based. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, how did I make this? Yeah. But okay. No, it was really fun. We'll see if anything comes from that. Yeah. Apart from that, just working on some incredible bookings for next year. So kind of stay tuned for everything. Yeah. And I think the last thing I'd say is that. It's been pushed back a few times just with a busy schedule, but we are working on a actual, literally talking today, marketing and value course for people working to get into weddings and expand in weddings. Okay. Um, so a lot of what has been talked about today is content that'll be in there plus hours more. Right. Um, so kind of just stay tuned to that. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's exciting. Um, well, I will link your Instagram, your website, everything, your TikTok on um, in the description of this episode. So Love everyone will be able to find you there. Um, but Micah, thanks for coming on today's episode. It was so great chatting with you. You had lots so and fun. lots of good points. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Cassie. This is fun. Yeah, no problem. Thanks everyone for listening and have a great rest of your day. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment uh, to keep my sanity and the wisdom rushing in. So much clearer now. Get in.